The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Skinny are helping you show how smart you are with the 1Q Quiz, an all-new, super-challenging and super-quick daily quiz built by The Spin-Off. Every Monday, Skinny are giving you the chance to prove you're smart with the Skinny Extra Credit question. Get it right, and you'll get the chance to score yourself some Skinny Extra mobile credit so you can text, call, or even video call your group chat and gloat about how big your brain is. T's and C's apply. When the Facts Change is brought to you by the Spinoff Podcast Network in partnership with Kiwi Bank, the bank for Kiwi looking to get ahead in business and in life a bank that delivers expertise in banking know-how, smart advice for business owners wanting to invest, grow their business, or diversify. A bank that adapts with technology through the lens of its people and customers. It is a bank with heart that is driven by its purpose. Kiwi making Kiwi better off. So it's the summer, and I thought I'd pick out three moments in which the world shifted on its axis for me. Three moments where I learnt about some huge changes going on in tax, climate change, and insurance. So three moments of 2023. So it was early in the morning of July the 12th. I was going through my email and up popped an unusual email from the Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins. He was in Lithuania, on the other side of the world, and it wasn't an email from him as the Prime Minister, but one from him as the leader of the Labour Party, in which he said that while he was leading the government, the then Labour government would not go ahead with any form of capital gains tax or wealth tax. What he said was, quote, I'm confirming today that under a government I lead, there will be no wealth or capital gains tax after the election. End of story. Close quote. For me, in many ways, it was the end of the story. And a story that didn't really start just five minutes ago. It's a story that started 20, 30 years ago when it became clear that our housing market was wrong, broken, out of control, certainly way too expensive. Because housing, in particular residential land, has become an investment class a class of asset that is tax-preferred, one where you can make leveraged tax-free gains and that the gains are absolutely enormous. It's been the central conflict at the heart of our politics for 20 years. Should we have a capital gains tax? Should we tax some of the $1 trillion in extra wealth that has landed in the pockets of those who happen to own houses in about 2000. And that statement from Christopher Hipkins effectively said we would not be allowed to debate it for another 10 years. And lo, that's what we saw. Through the rest of the year, we didn't debate a capital gains tax or a wealth tax in any real way. Labor lost the election and National went straight back into power and enacted its 100-day plan to reverse the changes on interest deductibility that Labor made for landlords, to bring forward the capital gains tax on rental properties bought and sold within 10 years, to change that to two years, and to effectively reverse all of the changes at the margin that Labor made from 2017 to 2023. 
it was the moment when you really had to question whether New Zealand has much of a future for those people who want to own their own homes under their own steam and start their own families. Because without a wealth tax or a capital gains tax, the vastly too expensive, the enormous incentives to stop development of new homes, but also to pump the market up with low interest rates and high population will remain. I spoke this year in an interview with Chris Hipkins before the election and asked him why he was ruling out a capital gains tax again. The second Labour Prime Minister in four years to effectively rule out touching the most obvious point of conflict in our political economy. Here's Chris Hipkins. A capital gains tax in the New Zealand context would only make sense if you could get enough of a degree of political agreement for it to be enduring. Because a capital gains tax applied prospectively rather than retrospectively would take probably the better part of a decade to ramp up before it started to generate the sort of revenue that would give you choices around what you do with that revenue and before it really started to make a difference. And when you've got, you know, half the parliament, more than, you know, saying, well, we would undo it if a capital gains tax was introduced, then actually we're not, it's not going to achieve the goals that we as a country might have for it. The issue of a wealth tax was one that we canvassed as a government, and I was very comfortable with that work happening. I endorsed the fact that we looked at a wealth tax. Um, I thought it was um, worthy of consideration. When I looked at the evidence base around it, when I looked at what the risks associated with the implementation of a wealth tax were, um, I took the view that actually now wasn't the time to do that. And in fact, at any time, there would be real pitfalls in the wealth tax uh, concept. What are the pitfalls? Well, for starters, um, as you're aware, wealth is mobile. And so if we were one of the only countries in the world introducing a wealth tax, there is a risk that, you know, much of that wealth would actually leave the country. Most of that wealth, though, is in residential land. People would have to leave the country physically, wouldn't they? Not necessarily. Some of the people would leave the country, but some of the wealth associated with them would also flow from the country as well. And that was certainly the the advice that we got um, from those who were putting together the advice on the prospect of a wealth tax. It would also, it would also throw up all sorts of issues uh, around scope uh, and around, I guess, you know, potential issues around unfairness in the sense that if, you know, let's say you take the, the mum and dad family farmer who who, are, who have a land value um, on their farm that's been passed down through the generations of more than $10 million and you started taxing them on that land value, they're not necessarily going to be in a position to stump up with the ready cash to be able to pay that. That's a, it's a generation, it's an asset that might have been built o- up over several generations of that family. And so I, I think, you know, the, there would potentially be some unintended consequences as well. One party in this campaign is proposing a a land tax on residential land values, which would um, avoid some of the um, valuation issues and uh, obviously mean that farmers weren't taxed. What do you think of that idea? Well, there's not just one party, actually. If you look at the National Party, potentially, they're proposing a form of land tax for their, to fund their transport policies. When you talk about value capture, that's exactly what you're, you're effectively talking about. You're talking about taxing people for the added value they get on their land from the fact that you're building more, more roads in, in that vicinity. Labor has talked about value capture as well. Yeah, and, and it's not without difficulty. Um, we haven't been quite so gung-ho about it as the National Party are. Um, and when you look at, you know, 
what what value capture actually means. It does effectively mean that you're levying or taxing people for the increase in value of their land as a result of government activity. Um, so the land tax, what do you think? It's not something that I'm proposing at the moment. Um, and, 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 you know, I've always, again, I also want to really reiterate here, I think it's important that it, the big changes to the tax system have a public mandate associated with them. So it's not something that we're campaigning on. So he didn't campaign on it. He lost the election. An interesting coda to all of this, of course, is that after he was re-elected as leader of the Labour Party, that maybe Labour would debate going and having a look at a wealth tax or a capital gains tax. And that now was the right time. It wasn't the right time just before the election, but we shall see whether Labour uh, addresses this before their next election. I'd be surprised if it comes in any time in the next decade. That was the moment, the end of the story, on July the 12th, 2023, when those hopes of having a capital gains tax or a wealth tax died for at least another decade. When the Facts Change was brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network, together with KiwiBank. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to find out how KiwiBank are making Kiwi better off. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.